For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Joe Giacalone, a professor in the Lunar and Planetary Laboratory and a co-investigator on one of the instruments on the Parker Solar Probe, which is scheduled to launch this summer with a launch window that opens on July 31st. Welcome, Joe. Thank you. Happy to be here. We've had other missions that have studied the sun in one way or another, but this is being described as a mission to touch the sun. How close will it get? In 2025, it takes a while to get there, but in 2025, we'll get within 10 solar radii of the sun. That's actually within the corona, the part that we saw during the solar eclipse? Yes, in the outermost parts of the corona, yes. So how is the spacecraft going to survive in such a hot environment? Uh, it's going to have a lot of sunscreen, right? <laughs> it's gonna, it has this 5-inch thick carbon composite shield that's going to shield all of the instruments. Uh, as, and so, yes, it has to withstand temperatures of 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, and so it's going to get very hot. Yes. But the temperature outside, it will be actually much hotter than that, right? Uh, the instruments themselves are behind this heat shield, and they're actually going to be at room temperature, surprisingly, uh, because the atmosphere of the sun is actually quite tenuous. And so um, there's not a lot of atmosphere. Uh, you know, here on Earth, if you go into the shade, it's still pretty warm because the atmosphere is heating you up. But if you go into the shade in space, there's nothing really hitting you that much. Uh, and what will be hitting you will, will be measured by these instruments. But the instruments themselves will not be that, that warm. They'll be at room temperature. How long will the mission take? It launches this year, as you, as you noted. It will reach its closest perihelion in uh, 2025. But it does that uh, with repeated passes of the sun getting closer and closer each time. It slowly changes its perihelion to this smallest point by using Venus gravity assists. So we're actually, we launch in July 31st. That's the opening of the window. And in September, we're going to fly by Venus. Uh, and then that will shorten the, the uh, orbital period to the point where it can actually get actually closer to, to the sun than any other man-made spacecraft. We're going to get uh, about halfway between the orbit of Mercury and the sun on the first pass, and that's in November. And then the orbital period, I think, starts off at about 150 days. And it's, uh, there's other ve uh, Venus gravity assists. There's a seven in total. And on the last one, it will get us into uh, an orbit that brings us to within 10 solar radii of the sun in 2025. One of the big puzzles about the sun is why the corona, the area that you'll be going through, is hotter than the surface below it. How can this mission address that? Yeah, that's a, that's a very good question. That's one of the fundamental mysteries about the sun, is why is the corona so hot? Okay, so the corona is actually also the origin of the solar wind. So the solar wind uh, is the atmosphere which is continually expanding away from the sun. Our science goal is that when we get into the, into the solar corona, we're going to be measuring the solar wind at its actual, where it's being accelerated. So we're expecting to see slower solar wind as we get very, very close. So we're going to see the formation of the solar wind itself. And the magnetic field is what drives everything near the sun. Understanding the magnetic field of the sun tells us quite a bit about how the solar wind formed and we expect will also tell us about how it's heated. And we're expecting to, to trace the flow of energy uh, in the solar corona with, as we fly through um, the corona. And we actually have an imaging instrument on board that will see the solar corona, and then we have in situ things that will measure the, uh, the plasma environment at the same time. One of our goals is to see structures and then fly through them at the same time and uh, hopefully solve this question as to the heating of the solar wind and also its acceleration profile. 
The instrument that you're working on is called the Integrated Science Investigation of the Sun. What does it do? How does it contribute to the mission? Okay, it is uh, another uh, major science goal of this mission is to understand the space radiation environment, how charged particles are accelerated to a very, very high energies. The sun is a very good accelerator of, of particles, and actually they pose a radiation hazard to astronauts in space. And how exactly the sun does that remains somewhat of a mystery. Uh, we know that shock waves and uh, coronal mass ejections and solar flares are important aspects of that process. So the ESIS instrument actually has two, is composed of two telescopes. One that's going to measure, both of them measure high energy charged particles. One instrument measures um, the lower energy part of the high energy uh, charged particles, uh, starting from about 50 kilovolts, which is above the energy of the solar wind, uh, up to a few MeV. And then another higher energy telescope, which will measure the very high energy particles, the so-called solar cosmic rays. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.